It's Christmas time, and no better time for an encouraging word from Bishop Julius C. Trimble with an encouraging word for Christmas. Here in episode number 40 of To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. The baby born in Bethlehem who brought us insurance for us all also brought us assurance. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. This is the podcast where Bishop Tremble offers an encouraging word to a discouraged world. I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. This is a very special Christmas episode of To Be Encouraged. Bishop Trimble talks at length about his own family traditions growing up and the importance of family at Christmas. He talks about including in that family is understanding the first family, how the importance of the babe born of Bethlehem is a part of our own family experiences in our personal lives and in our local churches. And he talks indeed about the community and the importance of coming together in the local church for worship, for singing, for fellowship, for communion, and for mission coming together. He talks particularly about clergy families and offers an encouraging word to clergy families, which are sometimes left in difficult circumstances. All in all, an encouraging word to the world from Bishop Julius C. Tremble. That's what we would expect. So I encourage you to listen to this Christmas message and to take heed of his good words about the Christmas message and his prayer at the end of the message, which will give you a blessing. Let's listen to Bishop Julius C. Tremble, and we wish you a blessed Christmas. Bishop, uh, welcome to the podcast, and let's talk about Christmas a little bit. Thank you, Brad, my friend, and uh, uh, Merry Christmas to those uh, who will be hearing this podcast and uh, looking forward to conversation about Christmas. We, often we think of it as a day, but it's really a season, Brad. Uh, it's the season of praise and thanksgiving where we give thanks for the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ. You, the, the story of the baby born in a manger, the baby born in Bethlehem, is literally, as, as John's gospel uh, teaches us, the word of God becoming flesh, God becoming human, or as Eugene Peterson says, I believe I'm paraphrasing, God comes and sets up ten in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So Christmas is certainly about the ultimate gift of love from God 
through Jesus Christ. Well, that absolutely the God incarnate indeed. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your personal life a little bit in terms of Christmas. Then we, I know that there's just a lot to say about Christmas and I really want to kind of juxtapose this Christmas to what we experienced the last year or so with a lot of people living in fear oh, yeah. and all kinds of things. But I'd just be interested, Bishop, a little bit about what some of your uh, Christmas traditions, how is Christmas made real for you and First Lady and your family? How is it made real uh, for you? Well, I, Christmas, I have many memories of Christmas growing up as a child. I'm, I'm a middle child of the fourth of six children. And uh, I remember worship being associated with Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve services, Christmas programs. And when we were going in, in our Sunday school classes, uh, participating in some kind of a Christmas program or the children's choir, uh, participating in that. And, and, of course, growing up and watching our own children as a pastor myself, uh, you know, watching our own children participate in the Christmas festivities and often uh, leading worship for a Christmas Eve service. I often think of Christmas really beginning with Christmas Eve and, and silent night, holy night, sure. uh, and then waiting anxiously for the earliest time our parents would let us uh, get up <laughs> to go see what was under the Christmas tree. Well, it's, uh, it's a wonderful experience of, uh, of family, to be sure, but certainly in the life of the church, uh, Boy, I tell you what, Bishop, uh, for me at least, and I think you touched on it as well, there's very few higher holy moments than a, a Christmas Eve candlelight singing Silent Night. Would you not agree, Absolutely. my friend? I agree. I agree. And uh, I think that when people talk about what we've missed in this long, protracted pandemic season, uh, some of what we've missed is lighting the candle uh whether it's a real candle or, or it's one of those battery-operated candles singing Silent Night on at Christmas Eve service, gathered whether we're in a small membership church or, or a large sanctuary, uh, making a big circle around the pews, uh, singing Silent Night, Holy Night. And let's live in joy now. Help us to make this transition. Help us to get to a, a place of joy. Well, Paul says we ought to give thanks in all things. It's It hasn't been easy, though, because... Uh, Christmas is a reminder for for many people. It's a it's a solemn time and and can be a somber and solemn time because there are people missing at the table, Grant. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think we can still carve out room to say, I think this is a good a good a reason to light candles. We light candles for the birth of Christ. We light candles in memory of those who are no longer able to sit at the table. And uh, break bread or carve turkey or or have ham and and all of the fixings with us. So it has been uh, a a season uh, to remember. But this is this is a year in which we can really celebrate Christmas as the ultimate gift of God's love for us. And God has seen us through to this point, and so we have no other reason uh, than the fact that Jesus Christ is born than to give thanks for that. We do have always the opportunity to experience joy, even in the midst of uh, of difficult circumstances, which many people have had the last uh, year or so. And, and so let's talk about that a little bit, about the meaningfulness of fellowship and community is. Well, we, we are satisfying a deep-seated a deep seated hunger and a deep need that we all have, Brad, and that is the, the need to be in relationship with other people. 
I thank God actually for the technology and the platforms that have allowed us to to see each other or hear each other. Uh, but I do think people are, are giving thanks for the ability to actually come and look across the table or look across the pews and see, see other people that they have missed being in the same space with. I often say whenever we, whenever we gather in the name of Jesus Christ to worship or to break bread, it's a unique and unrepeatable moment. It's a gift of God. Some might even, some might even claim it as a, the, the sacrament of presence, the presence mm-hmm. of being with other people. So that's a deep seated need that we have uh, for the presence of God. Absolutely. And that's a good thing. And yet we have then opportunities to uh, uh, be transformed ourselves. And there's nothing more, really no more transformational for a Christian, a United Methodist Christian, than understanding that Jesus Christ was born and that made all the difference in the world. Tell us a little bit about just that fact. You know, I know that you've also been privileged to travel to the Holy Land and see some of the sites there. Tell us a bit about the impact for you personally about, you know, Jesus Christ is real. He's a real human being, a real human child, and yet totally totally, uh, divine, totally God incarnate. Speak to us a little bit. Preach to us a little bit, my friend. Well, well, I've been to the been to Bethlehem as you have on a number of occasions, and there's nothing like uh, being in the place being in the place where Jesus was born and walked uh, and was raised, uh, uh, being on the Sea of Galilee, where he called people to put down their nets and to come follow and become fishers of men, women, boys, and girl girls. But Jesus uh, can actually be felt in a real way, even when we share, for example, the sacrament of Holy Communion, when we share the gospel reading, uh, when we sing Christmas, uh, we call them Christmas carols and Christmas hymns, but I actually feel a connection with, with the living Christ when we, when we sing, when we sing our theology, Brad, as well. You said earlier that Christmas is not just a day, it's not just a birth date, so to speak. It's a season. And so it is with all of us. We all have birthdays. You know, we all have, you know, I have my birthday and you have yours. And uh, and that's a, a day to be marked as special for every one of us personally. Uh, for all of us, though, we have, as Christians, have this date as a special day, kind of transformation between what was and what is. Mm, and yes. uh I'd just like for you to speak just a little bit now about about that transformation that Jesus makes for us when we allow that Him to come into our hearts. That mm-hmm. transformation. Well, that is that's that's a great question. I think uh, uh, one of the books that has been helpful for me is uh, uh, a book by Kyle Eidelman, not just a fan, mm-hmm. and uh, where he talks about. There's a difference between being a fan and a follower of Jesus. I think the difference for me was even though I was raised in the church as a child and baptized as a child, there came a point where Jesus became so real to me. This was long before I ever even knew I would go to the Holy Land. But Jesus became so real to me, uh, understanding that Jesus loves me, this I know. Mm. For the Bible tells me so. And not only does Jesus love me, but Jesus is proof of God's love for us. 
because as we know, God so loved the world and it wasn't just some neighborhoods in the world. Mm -hmm. So that translation that God so loved the world from John 3, 16, uh, uh, Jesus didn't die first. He was born first yes. uh, uh, and uh, born of a virgin Mary, a mother, born of the Virgin Mary, meaning that God so loved us that God made possible what others would say is impossible in order to forgive our sins and to give us life with full meaning. Uh, I was a I was a teenager when I really be accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I continue uh, to accept Jesus as a new gift every Christmas, Brad. Uh, Mike Slaughter, Pastor Mike Slaughter, some years ago wrote a book, little book entitled Christmas is Not Your Birthday. Yes. And I think he wrote the book to really encourage people to remember that it's Jesus's birthday. And so we think about the wise men or the magi who brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And we give gifts, and I'm looking forward to putting... Lots of gifts under the tree for our granddaughter this year. No, uh, almost nothing year, better than that, is there? Giving gifts yeah, to your granddaughter. This, this year, she really knows about Christmas. He's already yeah. talking about it. So, uh, But the greatest gift we have received is indeed love that cannot be snatched away for, from us, Brad. Nor does anybody have to vote on it at their conference or in the Congress. We don't need Republicans and Democrats to agree on it. God has already stamped with approval our gift. And everybody receives a gift. You remember that Oprah show where you get a car, you get a oh, car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Every, yeah. Everybody receives the gift of Jesus Christ if we receive Jesus in our hearts. Mm. And that's a gift uh, that uh, is sustained if if we allow that to be sustained. Any other gift we get, you know, uh, a, a sweater in your under your tree is going to mm. wear out eventually. That toy you get, that bicycle you get. Is going to going to wear out. This is the gift that keeps on going. As you said earlier, it's about uh, the season that keeps on uh, keeps on gi giving here. Speak just for just a minute, though, Bishop, here about um, the people who are hurting this Christmas time. The people who are really broken, you know. And how you know how can we share those of us who have the joy of Christmas share that joy in their life? Because there are people who have been really beat up, you know, just really beat up this Christmas time. And uh, how can we be the church? You know, how can we be the church and share the joy of Jesus to people whose lives are a little bit messed up and broken this year? Mm. I think we best do that, Brad, by, by pausing and saying and, uh, that I see you and literally seeing people and not rushing past the hurt and the pain, uh, the sorrow, the sadness, but but carving out space for that, because that too, that too is part of the gift of community. Part of the gift of community, uh, according to the Bible in Galatians 6 and 2, I believe it is, is that we are to bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And I would, this is my paraphrase, we bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the love of Christ. So I cannot really celebrate uh, Christmas and not acknowledge when we raise the, ask the question, is it well with your soul? Some answers are, it's not well. It's not my soul is hurting. My heart is hurting. Someone I love is not with us. I'm estranged from a child who has, who has gone astray. 
I'm caught up in an addiction that I can't get free from. Uh, I, I'm, I'm homeless without a place to call home. I'm, I'm visiting a shelter to get my holiday meal. We have to not just see people, but acknowledge them and sit with each other. Uh, and indeed, that way we are sharing, I believe, the greatest gift, and that is the gift of Christ with us. That appreciate that so much in terms of those hurting people. And let's address somebody you and I are, uh, some people you and I are quite close to. Let's talk about pastors and pastors' families at Christmas. Hmm. What I mean by that, uh, Bishop, is that uh, you, we've already talked a minute ago about how both you and I have led on many occasions Christmas Eve services, for instance. And sometimes that means kind of balancing, you know, church activities and family life and things like that. But uh, pastors and pastors' families, spouses and children, are often under a lot of uh, stress or under the spotlight at Christmas time. And uh, need a little uh, joy in their life as well. Sometimes it gets a little, uh, you know, a little crazy. What kind of a word of encouragement? You know, you you love to you, your your phrase. You love to say, and you're all about is be encouraged. What word of encouragement this Christmas would you give to clergy and clergy families who have dealt with an awful lot for you know for a long time, but especially last year or so? I would say to uh, to our clergy and clergy families, we love you. Uh, I think my wife and I, First Lady Ray Selder. She is, she is quick to say, you know, we need to love the people, love the people, but also love the pastors and love the pastoral families uh, and be unapologetic about it. Uh, so we're praying for you this season. Sometimes you can be leading and be lonely at the same time. Uh, I know as a pastor, you know, sometimes I was leading worship services, and yet there was a sense that even amidst your responsibility, that you were standing alone. Hmm. Uh, and we are all called not just to our congregations and to our jobs, but to our families. Uh, and I would say that during this, this Christmas season, that uh, a special shout out of love and appreciation to pastoral families in Indiana and across the globe. Uh, you are a treasurer. You are a blessing. You are the source of encouragement for so many others. My wife often says that we can't feed others unless we are eating ourselves. So I would just say, Brad, if you and I, even in this podcast broadcast, that we send a blessing out, a shout out to every pastor and the pastor's home, those who are living in parsonages or in your own residence, those who are in uh, appointments outside the local church, chaplains and hospital workers and counselors and uh, all kinds of persons, but particularly pastors who will be leading, who are leading churches. And you're, I hope you find reason and find time to be unavailable. We're mm. so often expected to be available. And I say this without apology, and I'll take any flack that's coming my way. Be unavailable so that you might be available to your family, might be fully available to God. And, uh, you know, that's why I say Christmas is a season. If we only celebrate it as Christmas Eve and Christmas, I say celebrate it as a season. And part of that season includes when if you have children in school while they are out of school, making sure we carve out time for that. That was always a challenge, but we always made it happen. We had three children uh, as I was pastoring local congregations. They were small and then got, got, got 
get older and older, and now they're adults. Mm -hmm. So thanks be to God for our pastors. A shout out to you um, this Christmas. Uh, make sure you 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 exercise your soul and and exercise your bodies as well. Well, appreciate that. And let's just encourage our uh, lay folk who may be listening to us to uh, maybe just give a good word to your pastor or your pastor's spouse, <laughs> spouse or kids for that matter. And uh, whatever that means, you know, hey, whatever, Christmas cookies, any number of things could be just a small token yeah. of appreciation. It is appreciated. I know it is uh, for, for me. Well, yeah. Bishop, one, one more thing. I know every year you give a very impassioned uh, Christmas message to folks who, who want to hear what you have to say. And I would just like to give you an opportunity to share anything you'd like to share about the, the power of Christmas in, in your life and how you share that with others. And then after that, maybe we can, we can pray together and ask God's blessing to be with us for this Christmas season. Well, uh, this year, I, my focus was on Christmas love is a gift to share. It's, it's not something just for one single household or one single congregation. Uh, Christmas love is a gift to share. I think, I think the baby born in Bethlehem is a confirmation that God's love for us cannot be uh, interrupted. Uh, it cannot be denied. Uh, and it is indeed uh, uh, comes to us uh, as both insurance as well as assurance. The baby born in Bethlehem who brought us insurance for us all also brought us assurance. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, Isaiah says that a child will be born and that child, the government will rest upon that child's shoulders and that child shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. I remember a few weeks ago, President Biden was saying that he talked to the CEOs of Walmart and Target and they promised that the shelves would be full hmm. and you didn't have to worry about a shortage on any toys or things you were looking for. Where there's a gift that everybody can receive and not worry about going to Walmart or Target. And that is the gift of Jesus Christ and his love. I am here to tell you that we need in today's world that wonderful counselor, that mighty God, that prince of peace or Emmanuel which means God is with us. So if you're listening to this podcast, don't give up. Don't give out. Don't fret. Don't forget that the love of Jesus Christ is for you and for me. Because of the manger comes, because of the baby born in a manger, your insurance of salvation has been adopted. Your assurance of love has been granted. Because the baby was born in Bethlehem, you have insurance of forgiveness and you have assurance of grace. You have insurance of possibilities and you have your assurance of hope. And one writer says, hope comes, Brad, when you invite the God who made you, the Christ who redeemed you, the Holy Spirit that enfolds you to grant you Christmas joy. Not only Christmas joy, when I said it's a season, but New Year's mercy and something we can all use, everyday gratitude. So that's why we sing. I don't know what your favorite hymn is, but I, 
I, I don't know what if you can you have Christmas without singing joy to the world. I was going to say joy to the world. That's what exactly what I was going to say, Bishop. Go, please yeah. go ahead. Yeah, let 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 Earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. And I like the refrain: and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. We need bread for heaven and nature to sing. To sing that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all who dwell therein. If we're committed to climate uh, creation care and climate crisis response, we need heaven and nature to sing. We need heaven and nature to sing. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done. We need heaven and earth to sing. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord shall be praised. We need heaven and earth to sing. O come, O come, Emmanuel. The little child of Bethlehem, God with us. We need heaven and earth to sing in order to purify our hearts, discipline our tongues, sanctify our souls, liberate our love, and connect our minds and will with the will of God in obedience and love to Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas and God bless you. Share that there. I'm just reminded about, you know, about the incarnate God, about the, uh, the words of, of Wesley, I believe, who he said, the, the best news of all is what? God is. God is uh, with us. God is with us. And that's a, that's kind of a Christmas message as well. And, and we thank you for your Christmas message, uh, Bishop Trimble. And, how about having a prayer for us to close our time together Absolutely. and a blessing on all who hear our voices? Absolutely. Holy God, heaven and earth are met this day in the newborn child, the Savior of the world. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, God's love confirmed for all time. In him you come to choose us that we might choose you. We give thanks for every family, for all the clergy, for all the laity, for all who do not know Christ in the forgiving of their sins, do not know him as their personal savior. May they receive the gift of Jesus Christ this Christmas season, this Christmas season. Christ is born, we give glory to him. Christ has come down from heaven, we receive him. Christ is now amongst us. We exalt him. Heaven and nature sing. Isn't it good to be blessed by the assuring words of Bishop Julius C. Trimble and his Christmas message of encouragement to clergy and to people, to communities, to local churches? I hope you heard his word that about the Christmas message of insurance, the promise of new life and eternal life, of the babe born at Bethlehem, and the assurance that that is what keeps us and sustains us moving forward. Love that message, and I, and I take it to heart, and I hope that you will too. My name is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. It's been a pleasure and a privilege to be the co-host here with Bishop Julius C. Tribble on the To Be Encouraged podcast. We hope that you continue to join us as we venture into the To Be Encouraged podcast in the year 2023 moving forward. You can always head over to tobeencouraged.com for all the 40 or so episodes 
that have been uh, in the back catalog of this podcast in the year 2022. And you can also get, in many of those cases, get complete transcripts of those episodes at that website, tobeencouraged.com. It's a blessing to be with you. We look forward to many more encouraging words for a discouraged world from Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Until next time, good people, I'm Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Remember to do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. And never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.